I still haven't found a good gluten-free garlic bread. And that's my story. I'm Maria. My first true love used to ask me to sing Broadway show tunes in the church basement. That's part of my story. I'm Julie. And this is Sparks of Madness. Sparks of Madness is a storytelling podcast that illuminates the beauty of our experiences while capturing those sparks that ignite what it means to be human. (laughs) Uh, Did you end up dating this person? I don't know. It was complicated and weird. I was in ninth grade and... uh... Yeah, I would I would call it dating because I think that that's what it was, but it was never like labeled. But I did spiral out of control when it fizzled out. Uh, so clearly, some things happen, <laughs> as only a fifteen-year-old can do. Yeah, you know, when you're singing Jekyll and Hyde to a boy in a oh. church basement, how do you not just let that take total control of your life? <laughs> I mean, that's romantic. I uh, I dated this boy when I was like 13 and he we were dating, but like I couldn't go anywhere. So then he took it as like we weren't really dating and he mm-hmm. kissed this girl. And then I went home because I was so upset that uh, this boy kissed this girl. And then <laughs> just this year uh, in a fantasy football league with this girl that I'm friends with back home, I realized that girl is in the fantasy football league and this girl has no clue who I am like why would she because this thing happened nearly 20 years ago oh for sure like I don't even know if she knew that me and uh this this boy because they were 13 were dating uh but I saw them kiss in between different periods and I was so upset and I was like me and I don't want to say his name because I don't want to give him the energy, but I do remember her name and I saw her in the fantasy football league. So if anyone from the fantasy football league is listening, it's you. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I love how we hold on to such, we know it's such petty, like crap from high school, but we hold on to it so tightly and I love it so much. Because it like shapes us that I think we can remember different things, but I also wonder sometimes. So like, I don't want to give this girl or this guy energy, but like they have not thought of me in like so many years. And this girl who's in the fantasy football league just knows me as this girl that's in the fantasy football league. But like, she Maybe doesn't I have thought of you though. I mean, I don't know. Who wouldn't? Uh, yes, true. But it's just very funny. Cause I don't know if she, I don't know if she like knew like we were dating. I never knew that part of it. And like, I never asked because I was like 13 and devastated that. Yeah. But but, like, I also couldn't go out and date either. So like, mm, excuse me, that was a burp. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) I like, (laughs) uh, I couldn't like go out and I could talk on the phone, but also it was like weird. I was so sad. And I was like, um, no. man, I used to have, I was very much that girl that would talk to boys on my phone all the time in high school. Mm-hmm. And that, but that was like the relationships I had, like there would be sure. Like maybe we would go see a movie or something or go to a, like a local concert. I also went to like local punk concerts with our high school band a lot, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> um, they were a ska band. So that's a window. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he was also a part of that band. Oh, wow. What a memory. Um, 
but, uh, (laughs) you know, I was very much that girl that was like, it's just weird to think of. It's so different now when like you have social media and you have Mm -hmm. all these things to connect you with people, which doesn't make them any more substantial. But when I think about myself in high school and I like was having full out emotional, like crying on the phone conversations, connecting with people, primarily boys Mm -hmm. um, in high school for like hours, like twirling my finger in the cord. It makes me feel so old, but also there's like, there's such a nostalgic memory with that. Yeah. Do you remember what color the phone was? Well, we had a rotary phone. So like we had one that like you had to like spin the spin the thingy to get the the numbers. So like it was a rotary phone. It was just like beige. It was really boring. We never had we didn't have exciting phones. We had our the phone. The first phone that was like on the wall with the long cord was brown. And then (laughs) I remember it because I spent so much time and then it would light up and it'd be green. So it was so fun. I loved it. (laughs) We never had one that came off the wall. We always had, we had the rotary phone upstairs and then we had handhelds. Oh yeah. We had a handheld a few years after that too. But there was also the time where I would like race home and be like, I wonder if he left like a message, like on the answering machine. Wild. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of message machines (laughs) and answering the call, uh, who's on our show today, (laughs) Julie? Uh, we have the fabulous Jess Martinez on today. So please welcome Jess Martinez. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Um, I just want to preface the story with the fact that I have a problem with being too much of a people pleaser. Um, I can just share a few examples just to paint a picture. I, um, you know, I support women. I don't like uh, to please other feminists. Okay, it's hard out there being a feminist, especially an intersectional feminist, right? I just feel like we need to rewrite rewrite feminism and just take out all the astrology. Let's get rid of it. Okay, I had someone ask me what my sign was the other day, and I said Gemini, and she said sun or moon, and I said all the all the time, every day. <laughs> I was like, I was born in June every day. <laughs> I was really curious though, so I looked it up. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the app CoStar. If you're not familiar with CoStar, then your life is mwah, chef's kiss. Okay, you probably just bought a house. Congratulations, you got your shit together. Okay. The CoStar is an app where you put in your birthday and the time you were born, and it gives you this whole personality. <laughs> okay, so I find out I'm a Gemini sun, and an Aries moon, but it also gives you all like the planets too, right? Like Pluto's in there. Haven't seen Pluto in a while. That's pretty cool, right? Pluto's in there. Um, Unfortunately, I did find out that my Jupiter's got cancer, um, which is unfortunate uh, because I don't have any health insurance. I got to figure that out. But yeah, I'm a people pleaser. Um, You know, I dated my ex, so you guys wouldn't have to do that. Okay. I took care of that ongoing trauma for you all right I'm also quote unquote straight uh to please my parents okay <laughs> so I realize please my parents is a weird phrase to say so I won't say that for the third time <laughs> but yeah I'm a people pleaser I you know I 
when I first met with my therapist, she asked me if I had suicidal thoughts. I said yes, and then she asked me if I had plans to act on those thoughts, and I said no, uh, but I can't. Like, I wasn't planning on ending my life, but if you need me to, I could probably put something together by end of day, you know? I'm such a people pleaser that the first time I had sex, I was actually disappointed because I didn't get to give the guy a blowjob. A lot of people get confused by that, so I'll explain, okay? Back then, I was watching a lot of traditional porn, so a lot of terrible porn, okay, where every scene either starts or ends with a blowjob, right? Or if it's like a quote-unquote good one, then it like starts and ends with a blowjob. And so in my mind, I thought that if you didn't give a blowjob, you didn't have sex, okay? Like regardless of who you're fucking or whether or not a penis is involved, you gotta give a blowjob. Okay, so that's where my mind was at. So I was really disappointed the first time I had sex because like the dude fell asleep right after we hooked up because, um, hi, you're welcome. <laughs> so I was really excited the second time I had sex. It was about a year later. I have sex just once a year just for maintenance. Okay, it's kind of like an iPhone. You got to keep it updated. There's new features, right? So I was really excited the second time I had sex because I got to give a guy a blowjob. I was like, yes, I finally get to do the sex to completion right super excited and then he goes bite my dick oh <laughs> I was like this was nowhere in the literature <laughs> um I was like I don't want to hurt you he's like you're not gonna hurt me bite my dick okay um this was my first time having sex completion so I didn't want to fuck that up right so I was like let's see where this goes okay um try to figure out how to explain this to you guys um you know we're all, we're based in Chicago we're familiar with Chicago style hot dogs right you got the bun you got the hot dog you got all the toppings on top right so it's like really easy to get through the toppings but then as soon as you hit the hot dog there's a little bit of resistance so that's about how much pressure I was putting on his dick okay and this is my first blowjob uh so it's pretty fucking weird but I'm like we're getting through it not terrible, right? Then he goes, bite me harder. Hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You guys know me, I'm a people pleaser. Um, so <laughs> what other food can I ruin for you guys? Uh, <laughs> are you guys ever get interrupted as soon as you're about to bite into an apple? So like you leave an imprint, but you don't break the skin? So that's about how much pressure I was putting on his dick. Um, and again, first blowjob, and I'm not king shaming anyone. I was just like, first blowjob right out of the gate, wants to divide his dick, pretty fucking weird for me, okay? Um, like, but we're getting, we're got, we got through it, right? We're getting through it. Uh, and then he goes, is that all you got? He goes, you can do better than that. And I was like, no. Uh, but if you need me to, I could probably put something together by end of day. <laughs> like this dude had the audacity. Sorry, he was white. He had the caucasity to tell me that all guys like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can tell by your reactions on the screen right now. <laughs> as well as the reactions of all the guys I had sex with after that. <laughs> but that is not the case. 
because I would get comments from guys uh, being like, ooh, watch the teeth. Or like, or like, ooh, too much teeth. Or like, ooh, ouch. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. <laughs> oh my God. That is wild. <laughs> How are you feeling? How am I feeling? Yeah. I mean, I've, okay, so I've shared this story uh, a bunch of times. I, the first time I told it, I told it specifically for an all-female show called Ladylike. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you're supposed to tell a dirty story, right? Unladylike things, right? And um, I was like, I'll do it for the show. And then that's it. Because like, I'm not, I'm not like, my style of comedy is not like shock comedy. You know, I'm not like, right. you know, trying to find the edge of comedy all the time. I was like, I'll say it once. I'll never say it again. I brought it back after quarantine. <laughs> and people love it. <laughs> it's a good story. Like, especially because it's like your first, ex- like your first ones, like your first experience. So also I've never met you. So this is like my first impression overall, which I kind oh of God. like it. I like that this is the door I've been walking into. <laughs> uh, you know, like this is exciting for me because like, I feel like now I know a very intimate part of you that I might not have learned otherwise, unless, you know, we've been hung- hanging out for a while or drinking or something. Um, so this is very fun, but like, Thanks so funny it's so funny that you mentioned that because I used to have a friend who like her first question to everyone was like how are you doing are you having sex are you dating like that was her first that was her go-to Damn. to like open up the conversation well, we covered the bases so yeah. far <laughs> um yeah well I've I've been very fortunate to see Jess perform and talk to her uh she's been to my roof so like we've We've become friends throughout this time, and she's so, been to my roof. So you know, been to my roof, which is my home. Close friend on positive, on positive terms. It has nothing to do with the whole therapy joke. <laughs> Good, glad to hear. Glad to hear. I, yeah. So I was just like sitting there, and this is such a common story. I feel with like a lot of people when they first like start having sex or sexual experiences. It's like what it's like whatever the first person they had relations with or did stuff with or porn and or porn it's like this is how people have sex right (laughs) it's so unfortunate how porn we think is like a reliable source Mm -hmm. of information (laughs) going back to like stories of like first times and things like that it's like wow I had a very different idea yeah I was I remember like one of my first times I was like I don't get the hype at all because you're just like, <laughs> yeah and porn you're like oh or on tv even like on the on Dawson's Creek or the shows I watch they're just yeah. like so happy and in love and I was just like this is cool <laughs> yeah I mean my first ideas of of like sex were not I didn't get into porn until like later in the game like probably college times because I was raised in a very Catholic white family and we didn't talk about feelings or sex ever um so same except Mexican yeah I say Mexican. <laughs> uh so like I thought that like intimacy was very much like and like having sex was like you know you have it, it was more of the the sitcom Dawson's Creek type thing of like the candles and the and the bed <laughs> and like you know it's it's a whole production of like we're gonna get comfortable but like in a really uncomfortable way yeah and that never happened <laughs> and it's like really loving and passionate and you think about all your like 
Tinder hookups, you know, like we're just animals. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's cut to the chase. All that production is not always necessary. Also, I'm going to burn my house down is what I'm thinking too. It's like, there's so many candles. I wasn't allowed to like light candles growing up because like they were afraid that their kids would burn down the house and so like I anytime I see candles laid out like that in a scene I'm like that is a that's a fire hazard that is what happens in Felicity (laughs) (laughs) the first time so fun fact about me because you don't know me very well so it's only fair to share this and this isn't really about sex it's just an embarrassing thing that happened a couple weeks ago um but I started watching Felicity randomly because I had that that feeling of like, I really just want to watch some college drama that's like nostalgic. And I never watched Felicity, but I do like Carrie Russell. And so I went, so I started watching it. I was made fun of by several of my friends and I have since stopped mostly because I lost interest. But there's a moment where Felicity was trying to lose her virginity for the first time. She's tried to have sex with Scott Wolf and he lights all these candles. And he's also in like an RA and he sets, oh, he sets the room on fire. And she's like, that is, that sounds about right. I was an RA, and so that's why my head goes straight to that is a fire. Totally, I was an RA too. <laughs> oh my god, you're twins. <laughs> oh man, RA life is is unlike unlike uh, you know regular life. Oh, it's 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 very interesting. Those are maybe those will be the stories I tell in mine, but uh, <laughs> I have some. I lived in the fine art storm, so it was. Oh, lots of drug problems, lots of people with creative ideas that make no sense and do not have a good outcome. I I had upperclassmen. So my, yeah, my, my floors were pretty, you know, you know, they, they've been there for a while. They knew what they were doing. Was there any craziness with them or they were just pretty chill? So it's interesting as an RA, because you can't, you're not the cop. You can't really do much, right? You knock on a door, you say, keep it down, and then you move forward, basically. Um, you know, unless, like, there's an emergency, right, that, that needs to be handled. Um, so, like, one time I legit had a party in the, in the apartment above mine, but I couldn't do much. Like, I couldn't pry into it. And so I was just like, you guys need to keep it down. It was messed up, though, because, like, there were girls in there that knew me that, like, we were in similar classes like we knew each other and it, I thought it was pretty disrespectful um like you like you know me like just go somewhere it's a really small town so just like walk down like a couple blocks and you'll be at the bar just leave yeah it's like just 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 please like we're friends we don't need to do this <laughs> yeah basically like my my whole thing was like don't make me do my job <laughs> like we don't need we're adults we don't need to do this so you talked about in your story about being a, a people pleaser, kind of like swift and change the subject. Do you think, do you call yourself that? Or is it like something your family does? Or how do you think you got the title? <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a good question. I probably looked it up once and I was like, yep, that's me. <laughs> um, and then I just, I keep doing things that I realize is not, it, that fits into that description of myself. We all, it's a, my whole immediate family is, is similar. And so mm-hmm. making, making a decision is, is, is insane in my family because none of us are speaking for ourselves. We're thinking about everyone else. And it's like, <laughs> no, like if that's what you need to do. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's insane. Um, but, and, and then it just, in talking to people, like I was talking to uh, a friend who's also a comic who's heard this story before. 
And I was telling her about like different things that were happening in my life. And she's like, oh, cause you're a people pleaser. Oh, cause you're a people pleaser. Like every, <laughs> every situation is like, yeah, that's me. This last mm-hmm. night I was doing a show and I had a KN95 and the comments next to me was like, how'd you get that? Like, where'd you get that? Like they were, I guess they were having a hard time finding it. I was like, legit. Like my first instinct was to give her my mask. And I was like, no, you have one in the car. Like, no, that's dirty. <laughs> This was just on me. <laughs> oh man, the I was about to be like, that's very Libra of you, but you already said you're a Gemini. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't well. know what that means, honestly. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I'm the person in the story that really likes astrology. And I was like, yeah, I'm on CoStar. Do you want to be friends? <laughs> I'm also on CoStar, but I'm, so I'm a Leo. And uh, <laughs> to go back to my sun, moon and rising are all Leo, which is very rare. But because I'm a Leo, even if I don't fully buy in or believe astrology, I will damn well make sure you know about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so my next step in understanding astrology, um, basically understanding women, I recently came out as potentially bisexual. Um, Yay! Potentially. That's how I came out to my parents, is potentially bisexual. (laughs) I I like that there's like a possibly, we're still exploring. (laughs) I'm figuring it out. so trying to figure out like what everyone's talking about is the whole, the whole rising thing. I have no idea what that mm-hmm. is. So that'll be, I'm going to Google that next. <laughs> Those are like usually the top three. I feel that like, if you're thinking of um, like, they're like the standard. So like all the other things, like your Jupiter having cancer and such, like it's a great piece of information. But when people like are trying to figure you out and like define you by your astrology, they usually go to sun, moon and rising signs first. Okay. Um, so well, those gonna, are like the, the main ones. I'm going to try to figure it out. I'm actually I'm going to see if I can get it really quick on the CoStar app here. It, it will be on CoStar. If it's not called rising, I think it's a ascending. Oh, ascending. Okay. Also, CoStar mm-hmm. has been sending me some really weird notifications. Have you guys been getting that? Yeah. Okay. Great example. Today, no need to brag. Like, (laughs) excuse me. (laughs) I was feeling good today. (laughs) (laughs) The other day it said, destroy your personal brand. I was like, um, excuse me. I've been working on that for like four years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like they switch writers because sometimes they'll be like really in their fields. It's like, Hey, take care of yourself today. I was like, yeah. Why am I crying? (laughs) Oh, okay. Rising, so ascendant is uh, Pisces. So I'm okay. just saying, I'm just saying words. I don't know what that means, but there it is. You'll you'll find a person um, as you explore. Uh, they'll tell you exactly <laughs> what means, and then they're like, and then if they're really into it, but like kind of a jerk about, they'd be like, oh, of course you're a Pisces rising or whatever. Oh, I'm sure. also a Pisces rising. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially if you're if you are navigating this queer community. Um, you will definitely find someone, any bar you go to where there's queer people will be like, oh, I can see that. Anywhere you go, at least one person. They'll be like, oh my God, what's your sign? And it'll come in the conversation. will be like, oh yeah, I can, I can see that. <laughs> I, that's just really tempting for me to be like, I am a cancer. I just like say a different one each time. <laughs> and, they're, and they're still like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just such a, thing like uh, people get into especially like oh this is what the newest thing so now we're gonna like deep dive into and I feel like astrology is the latest thing also like 
uh if like numbers it's like crazy of just like oh. wait I'm just what but you know. <laughs> you, I don't know I like learning so I was like sure that describes me um <laughs> I do want to go back to your story real quick because I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, this gentleman who's, who wanted to be bit, mm-hmm. did, did, was there anything to follow up after this uh, incident? Or like, did you ever see him again or anything like that? <laughs> uh, no, we never hung out. Although um, afterwards, <laughs> so, okay. So just to set the scene a little bit more, uh, it was a St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the uh, holiest of days, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yes. Um, and so it was, it was a St. Patrick's Day hookup. And, um, so I didn't know him. He's like a friend of an acquaintance. And, um, afterwards, <laughs> afterwards, he was like, he was like, we should hang out. I was like, I really like you. But I don't understand, uh, when people are like, we just made out I really like you like what you don't know anything about me (laughs) you know what I mean like I could be terrible and just really good at sex (laughs) yeah I just I gave you a orgasm I guess that's what we do we like each other (laughs) when did and this might be TMI or too personal so you don't have to answer it but was there a time when you figured out like maybe I shouldn't be biting people or did someone sit you down and go yo no From the very beginning, from the very beginning, when he said bite my dick, I was like, this can't be right. This, mm-hmm. this can't be right. Right. <laughs> and that's why, that's why I kept us. And that's why I was like, I don't want to hurt you. Like, <clears throat> and like, I, I like stared. I was, I thought he was kidding. Uh, it's a weird joke, <laughs> weird joke um, to say while you're being intimate. Um, but like, I, I kind of, I knew. And then the, the thing with a guy's after that is that is that because because that was my first full job and because he never said anything because he enjoyed the feeling Mm -hmm. it it never it never occurred to me that there's like a specific way to give a blowjob where you don't even touch the penis with your teeth Mm -hmm. and so and so I that was not in my head and so moving I was not paying attention to that moving forward and so that's where it kind of fucked with my technique (laughs) Oh, <laughs> oh man I oh I I hope that you break like I don't even know the right term but like knowledge because that's what happens and like you don't talk about it at all mm-hmm. like in general you because you're like well this is what they like so everybody likes that and then it's like it's funny because you can like be having sex with somebody, but to talk about what just happened or be like, yeah. what did you enjoy? What didn't is too intimate. Mm-hmm. Too intimate. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's why I was excited to share this story with you guys. <clears throat> like just because it's really hard for me to talk during sex, um, which sounds like I'm being gagged, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> if you're into it, whatever. It's, it's hard to express yourself. You're being really into, you're being the most, probably the most intimate you can be with another person. Um, mm-hmm. and so you're, you're protective of yourself. You're protective of that person. Like you don't want to be rude to them. You don't want to also like treat yourself, uh, badly. Um, and so you have to be like very careful about how you say things, but it, it is really important. Like I, I even tried practicing, I was listening to some podcasts. I don't remember what it was, but it, it was having us practice <laughs> how to talk during sex. 
Oh, this says a lot about me. It says too much about me. Like, I love how I told the story <laughs> of my first blowjob and like, now I'm embarrassed. Not, not before. This is too intimate. This is too intimate. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even then, even in a room by myself, I couldn't like practice. Like, it's really hard. And so I like, that's why, that's part of the reason why I wanted to share this with you guys. Like, I knew we would talk about this. Like, it's important to advocate for yourself and your partner. Like, if you have a quiet partner, check in with them, make sure, you know, make sure they're okay. I mean, I don't know if there's a more vulnerable position one can find oneself than in sex. Uh, So, I mean, and that I feel also makes it super difficult to be vocal uh, unless you're just like in the moment, like not vocal, like, you know, having it out, but like vocal, like, hey, actually don't love that. Can we move on? You know, (laughs) especially when society is like, telling you that you just because of who you are is the submissive one in the situation. Well, I think that's really hard too, because if for any reason anything takes a turn and maybe you are no longer enjoying it and you want to say, Hey, can we like take a break or something? Then all of a sudden, you know, that becomes a very sticky situation, no pun intended to like navigate through because you want to be respectful, but it's when you're in the heat of the moment, as it were, it's like, how do you stop in a way, how do you stop? How do you stop? Like, and how do you get someone else to stop when they're clearly enjoying themselves? Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard. Cause like, sometimes you just are like meeting this person, if it's a Tinder hookup or bar, which sounds really strange in the, these times be like a bar hookup. Cause you're like, mm. um, <laughs> but it's hard. Cause you're like, well, how do I communicate without like offending them? And it's like, you have to like, kind of change it. Like I'm not offending them. They're in this vulnerable they're literally inside me in some cases <laughs> I can have a conversation or you know but it's hard sometimes because like are you putting yourself in a dangerous situation now mm-hmm. and, and then if you're trying to make sure people like you or your people pleaser it's yeah we went we went from one way to another and these are important conversations well in, in this way being a people pleaser is exactly what you want to be right right yeah and, and in the most basic of meaning of the term like if you were people non-pleaser that is like, you know, then we're talking about uh, dominating <laughs> and, and sadism a little bit, you know, a little different. Um, because like telling the story, like making sure people are like being advocates for themselves and also advocates for their partners, there's something else that you want to include. I think, I think that's probably the most important thing. That's something that I'm personally working on. Um, there's, you know, there's a balance between being a people pleaser all the time and also advocating for your own needs and making sure that you're okay uh, and prioritizing yourself and like, it's okay to do that. Um, and don't just do things. Cause I'm also, um, I don't think I'm as passive as I used to be uh, since starting performing, um, but I can be pretty passive. Um, and so just like being more vocal, uh, just speak up, practice in other areas of your life, and then bring it into the bedroom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So one thing I will say is that I have had, you know, I love watching people's reactions in the crowd as I tell the story, but I've also had people come up to me afterwards. Like I had one person come up to me and I, I couldn't really quite understand exactly what she was saying, but she was she was relating to the story saying that or her ex watched a ton of porn. I think she said that he was addicted to porn and it was, you know, kind of hard to mimic that in the bedroom. I guess the expectations were a little bit different. And so there's always something uh, 
that people will pick up on because we all really don't know what we're doing once we get into a room with someone or more than one someone, right? And things start to go down. Um, I think that the more we talk about stuff, I think the better off we'll, we'll, we'll all be. Um, so I, I feel like it, it opens up that conversation um, just to, to, you know, check in with people, right? Like, is this, was that weird? Like, should I not have done that? Or like, is that okay? Oh, here's, here's what I was trying to remember. Um, being, <laughs> being open and vulnerable. Um, so my goal with my romantic um, partnerships or seeking romantic partnerships and dating is to be open and vulnerable. Um, and I, that's what I was doing, right? So as I'm telling the story, I'm like, let's see where this goes right? Because I was really excited. This is my first, in my head, it was my first time having sex to completion, right? I was really excited to do that. Um, and so I want to stay open and vulnerable while also make, making sure that I'm keeping myself safe and my partner safe with those boundaries. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think it. a lot of people need to hear that sometimes. So let's go into some, um, more uh, uh, whimsical questions, if you will. If you could take, if it's you and three other comics on a heist, which three comics would you pick? And okay. they can be people you know are famous people, any comic, because you are a comic, um, on a heist, what would the heist be? And then what would your jobs be? So it's you and three other comics. On a heist? So we're stealing heist. something? Okay, because I heard- It could be like first. a bank robbery or okay. jewels, whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, so just because my background is, because I was also, I was a fine arts major in college, um, I just feel like it would be really appropriate to steal some artwork. Um, I think it'd be really cool to do like a Robin Hood thing where like we steal things that were stolen from a variety mm -hmm. of cultures in the world and put into museums and we give mm -hmm. them back, right? That'd be kind of cool. I'm trying to figure out who would come with me. Um, Oh God, this would be a great movie. Um, and I love, like, I love those movies. Like Ocean's Eleven is like yes. my favorite movie. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, that's so tough. There's, I know so many comics. I'm trying to figure out who's like, okay, Estefani Guzman. She's a local yep. Chicago comic. Mm -hmm. um, she's, she's perfect. I just feel like she's sneaky. She's super creative. She's been doing a lot of different character work. So if she needed to go undercover, she could. Okay, mm -hmm. she did a really great piece at uh, a show called Holiday Party back in December um, at Lincoln Lodge. So it's Stephanie Guzman. Um, and so that's one, so two more. Um, I'm gonna go famous. I'm gonna go Maria Banford. She's my, <laughs> she's my favorite voice. comedian. Um, and she also does a bunch of different voices. So like she could also do different characters. I can't <laughs> do that. So <laughs> gotta, you know, gotta fill in those strengths that you don't have. Um, and then one more. Um, I feel like my co-producer Janice for Las Locas Comedy, yeah. um, just because we work really well together and she has, you know, she, but outside of comedy, she plans a ton of events. Like that's been her job for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. So in terms of like strategy and planning, we would be on the same page. It would be just smooth as hell. What would your role be in the highest? <laughs> um, I would probably do like the research. 
I would probably do the research, figure out what we're what we're gonna take and give back. Um, I, I have a background in fundraising as well, so that's mostly <laughs> like relationship management, right? Relationship yeah. building, um, mm-hmm. maintaining relationships. So I'd probably like connect with people like leaders from those communities and be like, listen, what do you guys want? <laughs> You're getting it back. What do you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> If you were a wrestler at the WWE, what would be your entrance song? Oh my God. That is a great question. Uh, not because I'm into wrestling, uh, but because I've been thinking about like my, my uh, walk-up song <laughs> for sure. Yes. Nice. Um, it would have to be something by Snow the Product. I've been obsessed with her for about a, a year or so now. She's the only female Mexican rapper and I feel I can say that confidently because I've not seen any other female Mexican rapper like her Uh, as I'm saying it there are they're like Mexican Mexican she's LA no she's uh Texas and then moved to LA so she's like Mexican American is what I'm trying to say I would say so she's got one where it opens up with uh I woke up with my attitude Kanye I don't give a fuck (laughs) I don't give a fuck what my mom says uh and then and then and then she goes, okay, maybe a little bit. <laughs> um, and I think it would be that one. I forget what it's called. I think it's called I-I-I or something like that. Can you say her name one more time? Because she sounds really interesting. I oh, yeah. Snow the product. Very cool. That's awesome. Is there a book or television show that you are recommending right now? Ooh, that's another really good question. Okay, so um, I have been binge watching BuzzFeed Unsolved. Um, <sighs> Oh, yeah. So I'm not into scary things at all, but my brother was watching it and he got me into uh, the supernatural version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ended up binge watching the entire supernatural version of BuzzFeed Unsolved. And then like, I really fell in love with, it with uh, Shane and Ryan, who are the hosts yeah. of the show. And so I watched the entire true crime version of the show. Um, and, uh, just today I was, I looked up their new channel cause they've gone on on their own. Um, and it's called watcher. So they've got, yeah, so they've got a website and then all their videos are on YouTube and I think Vimeo, I'm not sure. Um, but they are continuing to do like spooky stuff. Um, and so they're, I just saw one today they they did an interview while they were going through a haunted house <laughs> oh it was really fun yeah I've not met another person who watches that show <laughs> so I'm very excited I've watched like I'll I I was really sad when they stopped it and I was mm-hmm. like okay well now they have another one that's yes. it's I like their true crimes part because I I love some crimes not yeah. committing them but like <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Just for the record. Um, but I I was like, oh my God, someone else watches this show. I yeah. love it. So, it's so yeah. good. Like I said, I'm not into scary stuff, but like they bring uh they bring a slice of humor into it. Um yeah. and, and it so it helps digest the really scary parts. <laughs> That's good. I am familiar with it, but I've never watched it. So now I will have to give it a whirl. Yes. They they were trying to do a sports one for with a different host. Um, oh. it was uh uh oh, shoot I forgot the other one of the guys from it 
and someone else. And it lasted like three episodes. So, oh. but it was still really cool. And that's how I got into it. Cause I was like, oh, I like sports. Um, and then now it's, it's so good. And it's like your two buddies, like yeah. just got a show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Next question. Okay. Um, I'm going to put this in a different preface. Cause normally it's if you're in prison, but since you are a Catholic girl, I'm going to say if you're Jesus and it's your last supper, um, <laughs> I love it. What and you had like twelve of your friends just chilling with the, you at the table. What would you have on that menu? Holy <laughs> shit! Oh my god, <laughs> Julie, that is an insane question, and I'll tell you why. I am a co-producer for a show called All You Can Eat. I was asked. To produce, I was asked to produce a show because I love food so much, and I. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, this is insane. I like everything, but I'm going to, I'm going to try and do this. Okay. So we need cheese in all different forms. Okay. Like charcuterie type cheese or we are, we're talking charcuterie. We're talking mac and cheese. We're talking quesadillas. (laughs) We're talking, um, fondue. Fuck it. Let's do fondue. Um, uh, so we gotta, we gotta have cheese. We gotta have meat. Um, I've never been to like a Brazilian steakhouse, like where they bring out the meat. So that would be great. Just, you know, Ooh. try that. And highly recommend, highly recommend. Yeah. It's, it looks really fun. Um, <laughs> let's see. I like that you're already saying, fuck the people who are lactose intolerant. <laughs> fuck the vegetarians. We're doing it's, this my way. <laughs> it's her last supper. It's her last it's supper. It's my last supper. Absolutely. Um, and I am also lactose intolerant. I just, you know. <laughs> It, you I, know, it's, I, I live my life. <laughs> I feel like it's the lactose intolerant people who love cheese the most. And I think that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. I, they make pills and they, and they work for me. So I'm, I'm fortunate in that way. Um, so we got the Brazilian steakhouse. Hell yeah. Meat, cheese. Okay. We need some carbs. I don't say pasta. Pasta would be great. Right. Um, I'm down with fettuccine. Again, creamy, cheesy. All of my mom's food. <laughs> and we're we're gonna need a bigger table. Um, so meat, cheese, and all of my mom's food, which also we're just inviting the whole village at this point. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what is like your mom's signature dish? You think? Okay, so um, everything she does, um, but my favorite, and she knows this, uh, enchilada. So mm. we usually just red. do um, red. Mm. Um, and we usually just do cheese, um, so cheese enchiladas, and uh, green mole. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, super good. Mm-mm. I'm so glad I haven't eaten dinner yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next question is, uh, what do you love about storytelling or sharing your story? Oh, that's a really good question, um, because I, I'm a assistant producer for The Moth. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm really fortunate that I get paid to listen to people's stories. And I think my favorite thing um, about storytelling is hearing it from that person's voice, um, hearing it from the horse's mouth, as they say, for lack of a better term. Um, I think it's similar to the reason why I share the story and like you share things and you don't, you don't know who is going to relate to it or learn from it. Um, but what I, I think what I value the most is all the different perspectives. It's like the easiest way to learn about 
someone's perspective as well as like their culture um, and their backgrounds and their dreams. Um, so I just, it's, it, it tickles my brain to hear other people's stories. Great answer. <laughs> if, are, one, are you traveling anywhere this year? Like, do you have any travel plans? If you don't, where, if you had like no budget or all the budget, I guess, <laughs> where would you go? <laughs> I submitted for a couple of things. So one is a, like a professional conference. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a UX designer and I'm interested in content strategy. And so I applied for a scholarship for uh, CONFAB, which is a content strategy conference in May. Um, and so I'm waiting to hear back from that. So that would be in Minneapolis. So that would be one opportunity. Another opportunity would be I uh, submitted for a festival in Denver, which would be in June. So that's another opportunity. Now, because those are up in the air right now, if I could choose where to go, right? That was the question. <laughs> yeah, if you, I, neither of those places. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you feel like I've always wanted to go to Denver, but like, if there was like <laughs> another place like that you were like, you know what, we're just going to give you an all paid trip somewhere. Anywhere. Hell yeah. Okay. Where? I, okay. If I could go anywhere this year, I would go to Italy. Um, mm. I, I, that's my number one place on my bucket list. Um, there are some statues that I learned about in college that I need to visit in person. Like they, mm -hmm. they are just so beautiful, so well done that I need to see them in person. And I, I will probably cry when I do see them. Um, they're just, yeah. So Italy. Yeah. That's amazing. Love that. Mm -hmm. Well, Jess, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. What about any socials people should follow or website? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am meet Jess Martinez uh, on Instagram. Um, that's M-E-E-T and then Jess Martinez. Um, I said that to an insurance adjuster and he thought I was saying me, Jess Martinez. Because uh, it's also my it's also my email uh, address. Um, so that's Instagram, Twitter. It's meet J, just the letter J Martinez. Um, and then I also have a Facebook page. I feel like that's dying. Uh, people keep saying it's a thing for old people. So I don't know, but it's the same thing at meet Jess Martinez. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I am like, also, I just want to say, I'm like incredibly impressed with you primarily oh. because of all, like, you're like, oh, well, I've also do this. And then I also produce this and then, oh, I have a background in this. And it's like, it's just amazing to me in like the best way. So it's Aww. just like it's to, to learn how many, especially because this is the first time I've met you. And apart from uh, the biting the dick situation, uh, <laughs> like it's wonderful to hear all these different facets about you. So it's very, it's just been, it's very cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. I think I might have you write my dating profile because I, yeah. <laughs> Apparently it's not done a good, thank you so much for being impressed with me. <laughs> tell your friends, tell, tell your single friends. Jess Martinez is a comedian, producer, UX designer, and potential bisexual. Stay tuned for updates. You can follow them on Instagram at meet Jess Martinez or Las Locas Comedy. You can follow Sparks of Madness on Instagram at Sparks of Madness Podcast. Sparks of Madness is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.
like anything else. You practice it in real life and then you bring it into the bed. 